Welcome to the Sprott Money Report with Cam Hisari. In this edition, we're going to highlight the latest de-dollarization news. The first article comes from Zero Hedge. Jared dethroned King Dollar Bernstein confirmed as top Biden econ advisor. Yellen warns de-dollarization efforts will grow. Bernstein writes, There are few truisms about the world economy. But for decades, one has been the role of the United States dollar as the world reserve currency. It's a core principle of American economic policy. After all, who wouldn't want their currency to be the one that foreign banks and governments want to hold in reserve? But new research reveals that what was once a privilege is now a burden. Undermining job growth, pumping up budget and trade deficits, and inflating financial bubbles. To get the American economy on track, the government needs to drop its commitment to maintaining the dollar's reserve currency status. The privilege of having the world's reserve currency is one America can no longer afford. Are these the ideations being whispered in Joe Biden's ears? Bernstein's confirmation came coincidentally the same day as Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned that the US dollar's international status as the chief reserve currency is slowly diminishing as other countries diversify their assets. China completed its first acquisition of liquefied natural gas in Yuan in March. The transaction was done between France's Total Energies and China National Offshore Oil Corp with 65,000 tons of LNG sourced from the United Arab Emirates. In the latest de-dollarization saga, Reuters reported on June 12th that Pakistan paid for discounted Russian crude oil in Chinese yuan. This was the country's first government-to-government -government transaction with Moscow representing 100,000 tons, with 45,000 tons arriving at the Karachi port this week. Pakistan is presently grappling with an economic collapse. This is in addition to the various anti-dollar related developments in the last year. Earlier this year, Brazil and China announced new agreements to settle trade in Yuan and Rial. In 2022, China and Saudi Arabia reportedly negotiated to settle Chinese crude sales in the Yuan. World Gold Council data show that central banks bought more than 1,100 tons of the yellow metal in 2022, the largest net amount since 1950. This trend continued heading into 2023, as central bank gold reserves climbed an extra 52 tons in February. China has been one of the leaders in international gold buying sprees and has accumulated a substantial war chest. It is unclear how much gold Beijing has in its possession because many large mining companies are state-owned. Marshall Billingsley, a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute, suspects that the nation's total gold holdings are much higher than official numbers suggest. If China does maintain larger gold reserves than what international estimates show, then the main risk is that they could start issuing gold-denominated, gold-backed yuan contracts. That would further their ambition for introducing the yuan onto the world stage, Billingsley said. China's U.S. debt holdings. At one point during the House Financial Services Committee hearing, Yellen was instructed to have the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve begin to prepare for a potential scenario where China dumps its $859 billion of U.S. government bonds. Yellen acknowledged that the U.S. is currently not engaging in specific exercises to address such a risk. I would encourage Treasury to make preparations and be on the ready for that scenario, Rep. Andy Barr said. 
According to Treasury data, China has been gradually offloading its holdings of Treasury securities over the past year, declining about 17% since January 2022. Until recently, China had been the world's largest holder of U.S. debt. Japan is now the top, although its holdings have also decreased, tumbling about 15% to $1.104 trillion. Even JP Morgan recently noted that overall dollar usage has declined, but remains within long-run ranges, while noting that some signs of de-dollarization are emerging. Now let's see what Janet Yellen had to say about de-dollarization. Slapping uh, sanctions on countries around the world and taking that into consideration to be more thoughtful uh, as we may be creating a paranoia around the world where people are looking for other currencies to do well, transactions. It, it is true that when we impose sanctions on countries that are afraid they can be the subject of those sanctions um, are motivated to look for um, other tools other than the dollar to engage in transactions. So but even our something friends we have to accept. It, it, it is um, much more difficult to find other um, tools to make payments, other currencies, when we work jointly with But we even partners. have our friends like France also looking for other currencies well, and pushing it. You know, fr France and some of our allies were not happy when um, we pulled out of JCPOA and imposed sanctions. And, um, the, but there, I, I would say there is virtually no meaningful um, workaround uh, for most countries for using the dollar as a reserve currency. Very well, and, and I understand your earlier, you made, it, you made some statements about it's being the most stable option with rule of law and liquidity and all yes. that. But isn't it the fact that uh, the use of the dollar has diminished and, and gone down against competing currencies over the years? There's been some increase in holdings of other reserve assets, but that's something to be expected uh, in a growing world economy where there so we is should a desire to diversify, but so we, we should expect less reliance. use of the dollar. Is what you're saying? We we should ex we should be we, sh we should expect in over time gradually in increased share of other assets in reserve holdings of countries. It's a natural desire to diversify, but the dollar is far and away the dominant reserve okay. It's still asset. a huge concern for us here in Congress. And just changing gears. Given Janet Yellen was wrong when she stated that inflation is transitory, QE will be like watching paint dry, and another financial crisis will not occur in our lifetimes, I think she may be underestimating the severity of what's taking place. This is a Zero Hedge article about the growing rebellion taking place. Asian central banks to adopt Iran's swift alternative as de-dollarization accelerates. In the latest shot fired in the growing rebellion against the U.S. dollar dominance, the nine-nation Asian clearing union has agreed to use Iran's financial messaging system as an alternative to the dollar-denominated SWIFT system that has long served as the globe's financial nervous system. Established in 1974, the ACU now comprises the central banks of India, Pakistan, Iran, Bangladesh, Myanmar, Maldives, Nepal, Sri Lanka, and Bhutan. 
Now, as expected, de-dollarization has increased central banks' demand for gold. Here's an article from goldseek.com. A quarter of central banks anticipate increasing gold reserves. The World Gold Council's sixth annual central bank gold reserve survey reveals that among the 57 central bank respondents, 24% anticipate increasing gold reserves over the next 12 months, demonstrating a robust outlook for gold. Next, let's look at an article regarding why central banks are de-dollarizing. Why are central banks ditching the US dollar for gold? Demand reached a record high last year. What about 2023? Central banks across the world have been purchasing gold at record high volumes, according to data sourced by the World Gold Council. Many of these banks have traditionally held large amounts of US dollars in their reserves. Countries such as India, Turkey, and Russia have begun to grow leery of the dollar and the US government's influence over it and are now looking at gold as a safe haven asset. Now, when we talk about de-dollarization, Sooner or later, it leads us to the BRICS. Here's an article from unheard.com. The new BRICS alliance is a mortal threat to the West. Last week at one of the BRICS forums, President Putin announced that Russia, alongside China and other BRICS nations, was getting ready to launch a new global reserve currency made up of a basket of BRICS currencies. If successful, such a reserve currency would be a direct threat to the currently dominant US dollar. Could a new trade bloc with its own reserve currency be a threat to the West and to US dollar dominance? Almost certainly. In their current form, the BRICS make up around 31.5% of world GDP when adjusted on a purchasing power parity basis. With Iran and Argentina added, this rises to 33% of world GDP. This is a huge potential trade bloc, and 33% of global GDP is certainly enough to justify a reserve currency. But beyond this, the potential for synergies between the countries is enormous. Taken together, the expanded BRICS countries currently produce around 26% of global oil output and 50% of iron ore production used to make steel. They produce around 40% of global corn production and 46% of global wheat production. If these were all traded in the new reserve currency, it would instantly become a cornerstone of the world economy. Meanwhile, the US dollar is already sagging. At the beginning of June, the IMF released a report showing that the US dollar today makes up 59% of global reserves, a far cry from the 70% it made up in 1999. The report noted that central bank reserve managers were actively shifting their portfolios away from dollars and into non-traditional currencies. The next article is about the BRICS currency adoption and it's from indiashippingnews.com. 30 countries now ready to accept BRICS currency. According to the latest report, 25 countries are now ready to join BRICS and accept the new currency for international trade. The countries that have shown interest to join the BRICS alliance are Afghanistan, Algeria, Argentina, Bahrain, Bangladesh, Belarus, Egypt, Indonesia, Iran, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Nicaragua, Nigeria, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Senegal, Sudan, Syria, the United Arab Emirates, Thailand, Tunisia, Turkey, Uruguay, Venezuela, and Zimbabwe. BRICS comprises five countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Therefore, a total of 30 countries are now participating to dethrone the US dollar from its global reserve status. 
If these many countries ditch the dollar and begin cross-border transactions with a new currency, the USD could be hit. The dollar could weaken on a global scale and find no means to fund its deficit. The soon-to-be-released BRICS currency could have the power to eliminate the dollar's dominance internationally. The countries that are interested to join BRICS are also oil-rich nations. Therefore, the alliance could force European countries to pay with the new currency for oil and not the dollar. Just a side note, many are expecting a new BRICS Plus currency announcement at the annual BRICS Leaders Summit on August the 22nd to the 24th in South Africa. Which really isn't surprising given many world leaders have been lobbying as of late for de-dollarization. Here's an article from We On News. Brazil's President Lula seeks common BRICS currency to counter US dollar dominance. The BRICS bloc has a combined GDP that is slightly more than that of the US. The five major economies constitute 41% of world population, 24% of world GDP, and 16% of global trade flows. Every night I ask myself why all countries have to base their trade on the dollar. Lula said at the New Development Bank in Shanghai, also called the BRICS Bank. Why can't we do trade based on our own currencies, he added. A crowd of Brazilian and Chinese dignitaries applauded the Brazilian president's call in Shanghai on Thursday, April 13th. Who decided that our currencies were weak, that they didn't have value in other countries, Lula asked. Why can't a bank like that of the BRICS have a currency to finance trade relations between Brazil and China, between Brazil and other countries? It's difficult because we are unaccustomed to the idea. Everyone depends on just one currency, Lula said, adding Brazil's voice to calls for a common BRICS currency. And here's what the president of Kenya had to say, as well as what was said three months ago when Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping met in Russia. from Djibouti selling to Kenya or traders from Kenya selling to Djibouti have to look for US dollars. How is US dollars part of the trade between Djibouti and Kenya? Why? <laughs> and we are saying that today Afri Exim Bank have given us a mechanism where traders in our continent can trade in their goods and services and the Africa Exim Bank will settle payments in local currency. That is why Kenya champions the Pan-African Payment and Settlement System that is done by our own institution, the Afriexim Bank. Why, members, why is it necessary for us to buy things from Djibouti and pay in dollars? Why? There's no reason. And we are not against the US dollar. We just want to trade much more freely. Let us pay in US dollars what we are buying from the US. But what we are buying from Djibouti, let's use local currency. We are now witnessing the changes that haven't been seen for more than a century. 
and we're pushing them together. I agree. On a final note, given gold is negatively correlated to the US dollar and silver historically behaves as a leverage play on gold, it's not surprising that so many of the so-called smart money are bullish on precious metals. This includes names like Ray Dalio, Stanley Druckenmiller, Jeffrey Gunlock, and Goldman Sachs. Well, that's it for this edition of the Sprout Money Report. I hope you found it of value. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel you're listening to. And if you haven't positioned yourself to be a beneficiary of de-dollarization and the Great Reset, please visit SproutMoney.com. Or to discuss all your bullion options in depth, please call us at one 861 5